What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Going the Distance podcast presented by ImmaculateSports.com. Twitter's at Sports. Instagram is also at Sports. TikTok, YouTube, Immaculate Sports. It's episode 67. We got NFL football, a lot of NFL football, a mm-hmm. little bit of MLB news. And we're going to predict every starting quarterback for next year. Yeah, that's always a fun thing to do. We did it last year. Uh, even made some TikToks about that. Hopefully we'll do the same here or we probably will do the same here as well. Uh, we got Brett back after a couple week absence. So welcome back, Shavi. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, but nonetheless, let's get into the opener. Uh, and you said, well, what about our Twitter schedule? Where can you find it? That's going to be at a max sports. That's right. And a lot of people <laughs> found that that Twitter uh, profile on Sunday. We we usually tweet about the highlights and stuff as the games are going on. So we tweet our picks on there as well. And usually we get a couple likes with with every now and then. And uh, that's nice to see. But we tweeted about Amon Ross St. Brown this weekend after he caught a big touchdown for the Lions and their huge win over the 10-3 and three Cardinals. And man, did it pop off. Skyler, how many can can you guess how many people saw this tweet on Twitter? Like eighteen thousand. Thirty nine thousand people yeah. saw this tweet on Twitter. Two hundred ninety three people liked it. Forty one people retweeted it, and a lot of those retweets and likes were USC players uh, and other people that know Amon Ross St. Brown. So that was pretty cool to see. Yeah, and uh, it's nice to see when when people are showing us love back and. Uh, Nonetheless, that's probably the best thing I saw throughout the whole week. Yeah. All right. I'm going to go with Bailey Zappi, the Western Kentucky quarterback. Uh, it's been in the news past couple of weeks. Potential records could be broken. Uh, this week, he beats Appalachian State 59-38 in the Boca Raton Bowl. He ended up breaking the single-season record for passing yards. 5,977. That tops B.J. Simmons, 2003, Damn. Texas Tech quarterback. And he had 62 touchdowns. That breaks Joe Burrow's record from 2019 at 60. Um, it's just – it's a great story. You know, obviously, uh, the air raid in the MAC is pretty uh, overpowered the past couple of years. But uh, this guy's making a name for himself. He's going to the Senior Bowl, maybe even uh, turn into a top three round draft pick. Yeah. So, uh, pretty cool story. Or Bailey Zappi. For me, I'm gonna keep this one pretty simple. I'm, I'll talk a little bit, bit more about this guy later. But Nick Bosa, up to 15 or 16 sacks. I'm, I think it's 15 sacks through you know 14 games a season. Coming off a torn ACL, he's been an absolute monster for the Niners D line. This guy's just a guy who's only going to get better. He's been great in the run game as well, leading the NFL in tackles for loss. As a Niners fan, just very encouraging to see after pretty brutal injury last year. Him bounce back and play at a Pro Bowl level, Pro Bowl level all season. He's been he's been amazing, and definitely good to see. Uh, candidate for the comeback player of the year, of course. Gonna be tough to top what Dak came back from though. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but I know a couple Niner fans that do want him to get that award. Uh, but with that being said, it is episode sixty-seven. Do you guys have a favorite number sixty-seven? I can't uh, even think of one right now, to be honest. He's legend Dan Straley. Oh, that's Todd a good Gibson. Dan Straley. <laughs> yeah. My favorite number 67, though, even though he didn't wear it with the Raiders, has to be the man who actually, I don't know if he wore it with the Raiders. I, I don't know what teams he played for. I just know him as a GM 
uh, for a team that made the playoffs for the first time in 20 years when he was their GM. And that's former Raiders GM, Reggie McKenzie. He's no longer with the, uh, the organization as Mike Mayock is obviously the GM now. Uh, but nonetheless, not a lot to choose from with 67, as we've been saying for the past few weeks. There's not a lot of guys to choose from when you get to the high 60s, the low 70s here soon. And uh, yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. And when we get to about 95, what we're going to be choosing there. With that being said, though, let's get to the team reports. Skyler, talk about the Jets. All right. The Jets lost 31-24 to the Dolphins this week. Uh, and the big story about this game was the guys who actually weren't there. Foley Fadakasi, George Fance, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Quinnen Williams, and, of course, the guys who have been out for a couple weeks now, Mackay Becton, Marcus May, Shaq Lawson, um, and I was pretty proud of what Zach Wilson was able to do. You know, I, let me pull it up here. I believe it was, yeah, 13 for 23, 170 yards, which on paper looks like he did nothing, but he had the ball for about three minutes in the second half. So this is pretty much all the first half, and I'll take it. You know, it's not his fault. There's nobody on the defense there. Um, Duke Johnson ran all over us, 107 yards, two touchdowns, can't stop the run. Um, can't maintain long drive. So that's been the story of the past couple of weeks, but we play Jacksonville next week. Uh, we should kick the crap out of them, but we'll see what happens there. You want to go with me next? Sure. All right. So Niners 31, 13 this week, pretty easy win over Atlanta. Won't get too much into it. Got we're mostly healthy with the exception of Aziz Alshire and, you know, the guys we've been missing most of the year for et cetera. Uh, only downspot, I'd say, Ambry Thomas, rookie cornerback, didn't look too good. Matt Ryan picked on him a little. Jimmy Garoppolo, very efficient, 18-23, 235, a touchdown, no interceptions. Debo Samuel actually got to throw the ball in this game, which was interesting. Did go 0 for 1, but you could blame it on Ayuk. He didn't finish his route. Jeff Wilson, bright spot, 21 carries, 5.2 per carry, 110 in a touchdown. And George Kittle, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk both did their, all did their things in the receiving end. Very easy win. I, I don't know how Atlanta was six and seven going into this game. That team just, they're not good. They have no playmakers. Defense didn't know how to stop the run. It's its impressive that they came in with that good of a record and then the playoff hunt. I think it speaks more to their coaching. I think Arthur Smith, I, I've said it before, uh, I think he's going to be a pretty good coach, especially once he gets a good roster. It's what he's doing with probably one of the worst rosters in the NFL, mm-hmm. maybe even bought in five. Uh, talking about the Raiders though, the Raiders did win on Monday. They were supposed to play on Saturday, uh, afternoon, but the game got moved back because of 30 positive COVID tests for the Browns. Browns got a couple of their guys back by Monday. Uh, Raiders actually just got more hurt by it by the time the game started. Uh, even though we didn't have anybody on the list going into Saturday, uh, but we did win 16 to 14 ugly game. I wasn't able to watch a good amount of the game cause I was busy, but nonetheless, Daniel Carlson, Awesome year. Should be a pro bowler. Uh, 31 for 34 on field goals now. Uh, and showing why he got that extension a few weeks back. We did get announced some pro bowlers with Denzel Perriman, Max Crosby, and our punter, AJ Cole, uh, being named to the team. Uh, but nonetheless, 7-7 seven and seven doesn't seem too bad when you're <clears> down <throat> all the guys that the Raiders have been or yeah. through the injuries and stuff and all. I mean – if someone would have told me at the beginning of the season that we'd be at week 16, seven and seven with no Gruden, no incognito, no Denzel good, no Gerald McCoy, no Nicholas Morrow, no Trayvon Mullen, no Henry Ruggs, no Nick Kwiatkowski, no Ingold, 
no Waller, no Kenyon Drake, no Perriman and no Hobbs. I'd be pretty content with that. So yeah. we'll see how things go in the future. Obviously got pretty much must win games from them here on out. I think we got to talk about how ever since we met Daniel Carlson in Dublin a couple of years ago, <laughs> yeah. he's been on fire. Yeah. I mean, maybe we we're his good <laughs> luck. And I think, uh, I think AJ Cole is probably there too. I think yeah. it was AJ Cole Carlson and Peterman. So maybe Peterman should get some starts and, you know, pl- test the luck. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, he has played a little bit. I don't know about, about that though. We'd and, be, I yeah. mean, that'd definitely be testing the luck for sure. Uh, one more note. Uh, sorry, not before okay. the nonetheless. We have yeah. one more note with some less. Not none of <laughs> okay. the less. Uh, <laughs> it's four o'clock on Tuesday. There's obviously two games today. Uh, mm-hmm. So we're going to be, you know, seeing what happens as we're going here. Yeah, I got the Sunday ticket showing the Philly and Washington game up right in front of me. And right above that, I got the Seattle and Los Angeles game. So if we got big touchdowns, you guys are already going to know about them, but we'll yeah. tell them about tell them to you guys as well. Uh, but we also have the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week that I forgot to mention a little while back. I do this every week, obviously. And the four candidates this week were Ravens QB Tyler Hunley after his impressive start for the Ravens uh, in Lamar Jackson's absence. We also learned that Lamar Jackson actually has a bone bruise on the ankle rather than just a sore ankle sprain, whatever it may be, but what they were saying, it was a little bit while back Packers QB Aaron Rodgers uh, played a very good game against the Ravens ended up winning 31 to 30 in that game and very much cemented himself in that top three of the MVP race, maybe even number one. Uh, if it's not Aaron Rodgers at number one, that's probably going to be Jonathan Taylor at number one. And he's also on this list with his big game against the Patriots and their win breaking the Patriots seven game win streak. And the last guy was Travis Kelsey. He obviously had probably the most iconic play of the week with that game winning touchdown in overtime in that thriller of a game uh, against the chargers on Thursday night. Me and Brett were not watching that game though. Cause we were watching Spider-Man no way home, but nonetheless, here's how the voting went. I say nonetheless too much, man. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 10% of the votes, Tyler Hunley, 26% of the votes, Travis Kelsey, 28% of the votes. And then the Immaculate Sports Player of the Week is Jonathan Taylor with 36% okay with of the votes. And I am okay with that as well. I think I voted for Rodgers. I think I got the, the lowest percentage there. Uh, who did I vote for? I, I think I voted for Kelsey. I, I actually, If you're looking at just stats, I think Kelsey probably had the best like individual, especially for his position. But mm. Taylor's damn good, bro. I, I think the most impressive would probably be Hundley, though. Yeah, Hundley played Back so up, well. Yeah. He he's gonna be gonna have a job somewhere in the NFL. Uh, if the team gets has their quarterback get hurt or something like that, and they need a, a quarterback that fits their system, like that would be Hundley. I think the team could go ahead and trade from next year or something like that. But let's get to where's your head at. One of the big stories this week is the Bucks injuries. They lost nine, nothing on Sunday night football. And that's partially because of Mike Evans, Chris Godwin and London Fournette all getting hurt in that game. Chris Godwin, we know about his injury torn ACL. Uh, he's going to be out until uh, next year. Probably we'll see how that goes. He is a free agent in the off season. Mm. Leonard Fournette had an ankle sprain or something with his knee. He is going to be placed on IR most likely. So his regular season will be done, but the Bucks will most likely make the playoffs and have him back then. And Mike Evans is week to week with a knee injury as well. 
so how much do these Bucks injuries really affect their playoff run? And we also saw the Bucks sign Le'Veon Bell just 20 minutes ago. Mm. You know, we've seen Tom Brady win it all with a lot worse than he has right now, even with the injuries. I don't think the injuries are, of course, you know, when you get down the line, you're going to wish you had a fully healthy Fortnite or a Godwin out there instead of Scotty Miller. No disrespect, but that's just how the scheme runs. Um, but I think the big thing here, which I've been talking about, is the home field advantage. You need it. You don't want to play at Lambeau. Um, at this rate, you're going to be playing at Lambeau. For yeah. Sure. So I'm concerned, but not as much about the injuries. I don't think they're done. Yeah, I, I'm not too worried about the Bucks. Actually, come playoff time. So as far as their playoff run, I'm not too worried about it. And I still think their best receiver's out. I, I'm a big Antonio Brown fan, and they get him back, I believe, next week or the week after. He'll be back, so he'll definitely pick up a lot of that slack that they're going to lose with Godwin. Evan should be back. I think Ronald Jones is very capable of carrying the load, at least until the playoffs, and then he gets back. So I'm really not too worried about the Bucks. I think they finish with the one or two seed. So the, the big test will be if they play in Green Bay, and I think that's a tough game no matter if they're healthy or injured. So... I don't see the injuries themselves affecting the Bucks in their playoff push. I, going into this past week, thought the Bucks were the best team in the NFL still. Uh, I'm going to change that. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFL. Uh, I know they're getting all their guys back. And it's it's going to be scary because Aaron Rodgers is playing. I mean, it feels like we say this every every single year, but he's playing pretty much at the best he's ever been in his whole career right now. Yeah. And I don't want to. I don't want to go into Lambo, especially if I'm a team playing in Tampa. I do not want to go into Lambo and, and deal with that cold weather. I know Tom Brady's dealt with it plenty of times in his career, but that's usually at home in New England, and he's not going to be at the comfort of his home fans there. So I think it's it's going to be a, sh- a long playoff run, but not as long as the Bucks would have wanted it uh, with it ending in the AFC Championship game. Yeah. Another big story from this past week was the Cardinals complete just dismantling uh, by the Lions. Uh, who would have thought that the one in 11 Lions going into the week just destroyed the Cardinals. It wasn't even close. So do we press the panic button with the Cardinals or we do the with air quotes here? Is it just one week? Yeah, I uh, I was already hitting the panic button a little bit before this game. So this is pretty alarming to me. Uh, Kyle and I were talking about this the other day. I think the Cardinals window is a lot shorter than it appears right now. There's a lot of vets on the team and no Hopkins is huge for Kyler. It seems like uh, I know we say safety blanket a lot, but literally Kyler Murray, when he's throwing to other receivers, he turns the ball over so much more. So I, I don't want to say it's a wrap yet for the Cardinals, but they got to do something else they, they got to change up the offense i've been uh, i've been a bit worried about the cardinals ever since kyler came back kyler has personally put up good like individual numbers good yards started running a bit more but the offense as a whole hasn't looked quite as dynamic as it did early in the season before kyler got hurt and they've, they've had a couple injuries on defense, but it doesn't seem like the same Cardinals team that we were seeing dominating good teams early in the year. Cause they, they beat, they had a very hard beginning of the schedule and they played really well. And I mean, obviously a loss to the lions, a couple 
shaky games the weeks before that. I, I think it is time to panic a little bit as a Cardinals fan. I don't think the play. I mean, they're still going to make the playoffs. This is definitely a playoff team. But as far as making a deep push, once you start facing Tampa, Dallas, obviously Green Bay, like we've been talking about, I think those teams, even the Niners, like teams in the wildcard Rams, I think all those teams could give this team a lot of trouble. Seems like the Steelers from last year. Yeah. Yeah. I I am going to press the panic button, and that's mainly because we were so reluctant early in the season to say that this team was the best team in the NFL. Uh, I mean, we went week by week. We're like, is this team really as good as the record shows? Are they really as good as as the best team in the NFL? And again, like Brett said, and I think Skeller said as well, it's like the Steelers from last year. Uh, of them being 12 and 0 or whatever and us being like yeah maybe they're a top three team in the nfl but who knows and obviously that showed in the playoffs that they weren't uh so i'm panicking if i'm the cardinals you don't have your best wide receiver uh, it just looks like a a later start to what happened last year with them where they just had a shitty second half they're gonna make the playoffs but i don't think they're they might not even get past that first first round on the other side of it though there has been some teams playing really good football, and one of the teams playing the best football in all of the NFL is Brett's favorite team, the Santa Clara 49ers. I mean, San Francisco 49ers. Uh, what is it, five in a row, something like that? Uh, I believe it's six in our last day. I'm not sure how many in a row. but They've been winning it, a lot, nonetheless. Yeah, either way, a, good, a really good stretch of football. Exactly. Well, I didn't realize one and four in the division. None, but I think that win in the division happened just a couple weeks ago or something like that. It was against the Rams on a oh, primetime Monday night. Uh, but Niners have been playing really, really well, uh, which sparked some talks about maybe them being a legitimate NFC contender. How do we feel about that? I agree. I think they can make a run. You know, they're running the ball on everybody right now. Jimmy hasn't had to think too much. I think uh, a big factor is who they end up playing in the playoffs, especially week one. You know, I, I feel like Green Bay is a good enough matchup for them. I wouldn't be as scared for a second rounder. But if they're playing, you know, Tampa Bay in the first round, that's probably not going to be very good for them. Tampa Bay is the only team that really, really scares me mm-hmm. as a Niner fan. I feel like past couple of years we've always played green by well even earlier this year when we had i mean both teams had injuries but i mean we we lost on a last second field goal after a 30 second 37 second drive from aaron Rodgers, and that's just what he does we gave him too much time but i i think this team is definitely capable of making a run i i like our matchup against the cardinals even though we've lost to them twice uh green bay as i mentioned i think we can beat dallas i think we can beat any team in the NFC, if we we're playing the way we are right now, we're going to get guys back. Uh, hopefully, Emmanuel Mosley comes back. That'll be a huge one for us. Get a solid corner because right now our corner situation is probably the scariest thing about this team. We're starting to run the ball well. Uh, Jeff Jeff Wilson Jr. is hitting a stride. Elijah Mitchell should be back this week, and we got Debo Samuel in the backfield. And that run game has always been our identity since Kyle Shanahan got here. Jimmy's doing his job. Shanahan's got his head out of his ass from the first couple of weeks. I, I think this team is definitely capable of making a deep playoff run, but it's going I think if we ever face Tampa, that's that's where we'll end. Yeah. Uh when I'm looking at the the teams at NFC, right now the Niners would be slated to play Tampa Bay. Uh and just like Brett said, unfortunately I do think your guys' season would end if you were to go against Tampa in the playoffs. But against Dallas, I think Dallas would get Rush, I think 
the two divisional teams, you guys have obviously played decently well. Uh, even though you guys lost to Arizona, I think you guys would beat them. Uh, Green Bay does scare me. I know Brett said that you guys have been handling them really, really well over the past few years. But one thing, uh, I, we talk about the home field advantage so much. And one thing that I've noticed in all those games, I don't think any of them have been in Green Bay. The, the game in 2019, in the middle of the season, I think was in Santa Clara. The NFC Championship game was in Santa Clara, and the game earlier this year was in Santa Clara. And I know the Niners play better on the road than they do at home, especially this year or mm. earlier in this year. But going to Green Bay in the middle of January just scares Different. me so much. And I don't think any team could could win there. No, I mean, dude, t- I would pick Green Bay in a matchup against us, but I do think we match up well against them and are capable. I don't like our matchup versus Tampa Bay more than anything. They have the great run defense. I, I think I think that's that's the scariest thing to me is that Tampa run defense because that's our offense. If you make yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo beat you, he probably won't. Yeah, if the Tampa Bay's weak spot is their their corners, and that's the Niners' weak spot as well as attacking those corners usually. Uh, let's go to halftime. All right, Kyle, you want to start off with uh, some baseball talk here? Yeah, sure. Why not? Am I starting off or are you oh, starting here, off? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah okay. Okay. So, <laughs> so baseball is still in the lockout, but two pretty big moves have happened so far. We got two new managers. Mark Kotze is going to the A's. That was their third base coach. Bench coach before that played outfield all over the place. Cleveland, Tampa, us, sure some other teams. And the New York Mets have hired Buck Showalter. Great 70, hire. No, I think he's 65 years old now. Um, won his first uh, manager of the year, I believe, in 1984. So he's been around, you know, famously uh, managed the last decent Orioles team. <laughs> and uh, let's uh, let's hear some opinions here, boys. I like the hire of Buck Showalter in NYC. I think uh, that hire was going to be one that the Mets weren't going to make because the Mets usually – met as people say and don't make the right decision but that's the right decision there and with Kotze uh based off of the players reactions that I've seen uh Chris Bassett retweeted it on Twitter saying like heck yeah or something like that uh and when you have players doing that obviously not like forced against their will it's a good thing to see and uh hopefully Chris Bassett plays under Mark Kotze uh because at this way it, it probably won't happen but mm-hmm. I think the A's made the right hire here I don't like the Showalter hire. Um, I, I think that style of kind of egotistical old manager, like the La Russa kinds, kind of aged out. I didn't like the La Russa hire last year. This guy never really supported his player. You saw it last year with your men Mercedes, that whole fiasco. I think Showalter is better than La Russa, but I, I would have gone with a younger uh, approach if I were the Mets, you know, a little more advanced, modern. Kotze, I do like. The A's are about to enter rebuild. Uh, I saw a very similar thing to Kyle. I saw the Seabass, but I also saw Tony Kemp. And Tony Kemp's a guy I really respect. And if he likes that hire, I like that hire. Um, Kata is a guy who I think is going to be very good around the clubhouse. Maybe not the best manager type, but I don't think they're going to need that for the next couple of years. However, I know their plan mm-hmm. is to keep Kata on for the long haul. At least that's what they've made it seem like. So Showalter, not my favorite hire. I like the Kata hire. Hopefully they both work out. Yeah, man. Showalter is yeah. definitely... Um... I don't want to call it a rebuild because we don't know yet, 
but he's definitely the guy to keep a high morale around there. Not a Showalter not a guy or, that's or just Kate. looking at Kotze. Oh, say wow. just uh, he's not a guy who's just looking at numbers, not looking at people. You know what I mean? Uh, and Showalter, I think it's interesting. I agree with some some things you guys say, but you know, Dusty Baker came back and it's been great. Uh, I don't think it's impossible for the old school style to not work. Um, and there's yeah. definitely some personalities there on the Mets mm-hmm. already. I th- I think That's there's true. differences between like Dusty and uh, what's the Atlanta manager because he's he's kind of old, a Snicker. Snicker. Yeah. Uh, I I think those guys are both kind of humble, hardworking guys. Where I think Showalter and Larusa are a bit full of themselves. And if you're bringing that a style approach with the old school, I I don't think that combination works well. Where if you're Dusty. I really like Snitaker. Snitaker's humble guy yeah. does it for his players. I like. I think you can pull that off, but I think the Larusa Showalter's a bit tougher to do. Yeah, I agree. All yeah. right, so uh, let's move on to. Unless you have one more thing to say, Kyle. No, I was going to segue us into the next thing. If you're okay, go with ahead. That. Go ahead. I'm yeah. totally So uh, we did this thing a few years back on our good old uh, document or spreadsheet that we have of all of our NFL data. That's called NFL Chez. NFL Chez mm-hmm. is a legendary spreadsheet with about 50 different pages of, of NFL talk. Probably more rankings, than that now. <laughs> mock drafts. There's so much stuff on there. Uh, we made some predictions on the Super Bowl about, about five, six years ago. Uh, most of those haven't really panned out, but we went ahead and did our Super Bowl picks for, for this year and the three years after that. Uh, do you guys have the picks right in front of you? I or, do. I got it. Awesome. Skyler, what's your Super Bowl pick? And Super Bowl 56, a.k.a. the one that's coming up this year. All right. For this year, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs to beat the Green Bay Packers. Uh, I know right now looking at it, you're like, oh, this dude just picked the top two seeds. At the time, they weren't. All right. So cut me some slack. I feel like Kansas City is the best team by far right now. Um, Green Bay, I gave them the nod over Tampa. I didn't even know there there were going to be injuries in Tampa Bay, but um, Green Bay is just playing out of their minds. And I do have Kansas City winning. Uh, with the neutral neutral field, I think Green Bay will. I don't know. You know, it, it's 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 all hypothetical. You know, <laughs> if they get to the dome in LA, I feel like Kansas City will just aerate them out of there, man. That's fair. With their revenge. For this year, I'm going Green Bay over Indianapolis. I think the AFC is a little bit more open than. I, 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 think, I know Skyler really likes Casey. I think Kyle does as well. I don't think Casey's is as good as they've been in your past. I think they're a very good team. But I think Indianapolis is a team kind of built for the playoffs. Solid D, really good rushing attack, a quarterback who doesn't turn the ball over a ton. I think this is a team, if they catch fire, you know, first, second round, and going into the playoffs, they can ride that to a Super Bowl appearance. However, once they face Green Bay, who I think should win the NFC, uh, I think a matchup versus Tampa would probably be the best game we see all playoffs, Green Bay, Tampa. I think Green Bay takes care of Indianapolis, but I think that would be a really, really interesting matchup if that's what we were to see. Yeah, I I went ahead and chose the same matchup that Skyler did, Kansas City over Green Bay with Tampa injuries. I I changed my pick about 20, 30 minutes ago, and that's the last time I'll touch these picks. But uh, Kansas City... Kansas City, I, I've learned to not pick against them, is what I'm trying to say. And I won't pick against them this whole playoffs. I have them winning the Super Bowl over Green Bay, who I think is the best team in the NFC. That takes us to next year. Uh, so basically, you kind of got to envision the future here. And what yeah. me and Skeller were talking about 
a couple of days ago when we were making these picks is that there really is no wrong answer here because you just make your, your choice on what you think will happen and the moves that you think we'll make. And nobody can be like, no, it's not going to happen. Cause it, I mean, how would you know? You don't know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Let me kick it off here. Sure. Yeah. So I got Tampa Bay over Baltimore here. I think Tampa Bay is going to have one last run here in 2023 with Tom Brady and they're just going to get the job done. You know, I have Baltimore winning the AFC. I feel like they'll finally get some, uh, some shit rolling for Lamar Jackson in the offense. And obviously everyone on their defense will hopefully be healthy that year right now. They're not healthy. So it's not looking great for them. So I got uh, Tampa Bay over Baltimore. I also have Tampa Bay winning next year. However, I have it over the Rams. I think we've kind of talked about the Rams a couple of weeks ago. They have a one, two year window. And I think that window closes next year and they close it in a Super Bowl loss, which is the best thing possible as a Niner fan to see that happen. And uh, Tom Brady. Wait, one second, Brett. Yeah. How, how are, how are the Buccaneers going to play the Rams in the Super Bowl? I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm realizing that now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> You know, come back to me. Let me let me rethink that one because that's You're all just good. stupid. <laughs> that would There's be my a NFC champ- in the NFL. Re- NF- that's NFC championship game. Tampa Bay <laughs> over Rams. There we go. Uh, my pick. <laughs> uh, I do have Tampa Bay in that Super Bowl. Uh, I do think that is Brady's last hurrah, but it ends in an L to Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, who win back-to-back Super Bowls. Uh, just because they're the Chiefs, and somehow they are able to keep all their players together. Honestly, just do whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Are you ready for your pick, Brett, or do you want us to? I'm thinking about it. I'm just going to go Tampa Bay over KC rematch. Makes the most sense. Probably yeah, the two like, best team next year, Mahomes. Very popular. Tom Brady goes out with the Super Bowl. He retires after next year. Yeah. This right. is where it starts to get interesting, though. All of our picks kind of change a little bit here. Uh, Skylar, tell me about your pick in 2024, the Super Bowl that's going to be held in Las Vegas. I'm going to go with the Chargers over the Bears here. I think Justin Herbert is going to be a top three quarterback in the league eventually. I mean, he's looking like pretty close to that already. And uh, with the Bears, I'm a big Justin Fields guy. Uh, You know, I I love my guy, Zach Wilson. I'll never pick against him. But uh, I feel like this guy has probably the brightest future out of all the quarterbacks. Um, and I can't predict if Chicago is going to fire everybody and actually get them some help, but in the scenario, they do get them some help, but the chargers just a better game. All right. This year I got Kansas city over Dallas and AFC versus NFC super bowl. Like we're all used to, um, this is just Mahomes. I mean, Mahomes is going to be top one, two, three quarterback over the next, however many years, Kansas city is going to find a way to keep pieces around them. I still have a hard time not seeing them there. Dallas, Dallas kind of weird one. I, to be honest, I don't really know why I chose Dallas. I think Jerry Jones has money. He's going to spend it. He has Micah Parsons. He's going to have, you know, Dak Prescott, a lot of pieces around him, CD lamb. I think Dallas is a young team. That's going to continue to get better just with, you know, the way they're able to bring guys in. So that's, I got Casey over Dallas. Yeah, this Super Bowl is probably one of the most wild card picks that I have in this besides my NFC representative next year, uh, or not next year, but the year after in this case. Yeah. Uh, I have Philly winning the Super Bowl, and that's partially because they are going to have three first-round picks this year. I think they hit on those, and I think Jalen Hurts, out of nowhere, becomes a superstar. 
uh, with Devonta Smith as his number one wide receiver. Uh, I think their defense will become really, really good, just like it was back in 2018, right? When they won the Super Bowl? That was the year? Yeah. Okay, yeah, 2018. Uh, And yeah, I I got Philly in the Super Bowl and winning it over the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, Skyler mentioned it basically uh, earlier when he was mentioning why the Chargers are going to win the Super Bowl. Herbert's going to be really good. Uh, Most of those guys are going to stay around for a while. They got a lot of young guys on their team still. And I think the Chargers make the Super Bowl, but ultimately fail to get that ring for Justin Herbert, at least in this Super Bowl. Take us to the last one that we picked, and that's 2025. All right. Super Bowl 59. I'm going to go with the Chiefs over the 49ers. I think it's always safe uh, to pick for uh, Patty Mahomes here uh, in a, a world of uncertainty here in the future. And San Francisco has a pretty great core right now. Uh, young guys, Debo Samuel, Nick Bosa, uh, any running back you want pretty much. Um, and I feel like Trey Lance is projected to become pretty freaking good here. So why not throw him in a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I have similar – I mean, I have I have the charges in this one losing to the Niners for very similar reasons, Skylar said. Trey Lance has all the pieces set up around him to be good. Even if he himself, you know, doesn't become the number three overall pick, the talented he, – he still has the ability to be good because what's going to be around him, Kyle Shanahan's offense, weapons, Debo, Ayu, Kittle, who's locked up. Like Skylar said, whatever running back we want, I'm assuming it would be Elijah Mitchell still at this point, but – you never really know yeah. with Kyle Shanahan could be another guy off the street and Bosa Warner. There's young guys, talented guys everywhere. If you hit on a couple mid late round picks on corners, maybe another edge rusher bring up brought in in free agency. This team should be really good for the next, you know, five, six years, especially on Trey Lance's rookie contract, assuming Jimmy leaves after this year. I have Kansas city in the Super Bowl. Uh, just like Skyler does, but my NFC representative is a little something different. And here is why I picked the Seattle Seahawks <laughs> to make the Super Bowl, And that's because I think next year, the Seattle is going to suck. I don't think they're going to have Pete Carroll. They might still have Russell Wilson. You'll find out what I think about that, uh, in the next segment of this show. But, uh, yeah, they're going to suck next year. I, I think Seattle maybe wins three or four games. I think they play in a tough division. They play a tough schedule and, and get the number one pick. And the number one pick awards you a generational talent, in my opinion, and that's Bryce Young. And Bryce Young mm-hmm. just revives everything for Seattle. Uh, everybody wants to start playing with Bryce I Young. I that. Their defense becomes good. Cam Chancellor comes out of retirement. Earl Thomas goes back into his prime. <laughs> Richard Browner Sherman gets out of prison. Yeah, Richard Sherman <laughs> gets his head straight. Uh, and Seattle returns to the form that they were when they drafted oh. Russell Wilson, and that's a Super Bowl contender. Bryce Young doesn't get his ring this year, but he will in the future. All righty. Uh, after the Super Bowl predictions, it's time to talk about this most recent week. And that starts with the Thursday night game. The Chiefs beating the Chargers in an instant classic 34 to 28 on Thursday night football. We had one Saturday game, and that was the Colts beating the Patriots 27 to 17. Jonathan Taylor uh, was in the Mackett Sports Player of the Week, like we said earlier, and had 170 rushing yards in this game. Uh, the Bills beat 
the kickerless Carolina Panthers 31 to 14. Lions beat dismantle the Cardinals 30 to 12. Uh Dolphins take down the Jets 31 to 24, like Skeller said. Cowboys beat the Giants 21 to 6. Pretty boring game there. Steelers beat the Titans to stay alive in the playoff race. Uh, the score being 19 to 13. Texans take down the Urban Meyer list. Uh, Jaguars 30 to 16. Bengals beat the Broncos 15 to 10. Niners beat the Falcons 31 to 13, like Brett said earlier. Packers beat the Ravens 31 to 30, and actually a pretty good game. Uh, Sunday night football was the Saints and the Buccaneers, and the Saints shut out the Buccaneers uh, nine nothing. It's the first time Tom Brady's been shut out since 2006, which is pretty crazy. The Raiders beat the Browns uh, on a matinee game yesterday, 16 to 14. Like I said earlier, the actual Monday night game was the Vikings beating the Bears 17 to nine, and then the two games that we got going on right now, end of the first quarter, Seattle is down 3 nothing against the Rams. Uh, do you guys know who the leading receiver is for the Rams in that game right now? It's the other Skoranek. white dude. Skoranek, it yes. is, with three catches and 37 yards. And then Washington is up 7 nothing over the Eagles. Uh, really weird interception in that game uh, where Dallas Goddard dropped the ball. It hit off of his foot up into the air and then picked off by a Washington defender. Who's winning that one? Washington. Jesus, I changed my pick, of course, from Washington. And uh, I did too. Hey, (laughs) not really NFL related, but fantasy football related. I think Alex is going to lose. Really? Uh, Not that our listeners really care, but I think it's kind of funny. Well, the listeners who were there uh, for the beginning will care. That is kind of crazy. Not going to lie. But that takes us to Skyler's notes with the injuries and COVID. Yeah, uh, I mean, so many players had COVID. Uh, guess we'll say Tyler Lockett's not playing in Seattle tonight um, because of COVID. Jared Goff now has COVID for the Lions. Um, Harrison Bucker, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree Kill. I believe Nick Bolton, too, all for Kansas City have COVID. Um, any other notable ones? Uh, Joey Bosa. Kelsey Hill, yeah, you said those. Uh, yeah, all right. I guess not we'll that pick I remember, them. They yeah. probably got COVID. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm gonna say. Guess we'll we'll get into some of the injuries here. Uh, Broncos quarterback Teddy Bridgewater, scary head injury, uh, released from the hospital, now in concussion protocol, which is good. We had a bunch of these injuries, mm-hmm. and uh, seems like all of them are gonna be okay. Has anyone heard from Parham? not her from him but her uh, he was released from the hospital i believe yeah that okay. uh, that next morning i'm pretty sure yeah i okay. think it was the day after but did you see the way his hands were shaking that, that was, was the scariest part of that, that. was yeah. pretty scary yeah he was mm-hmm. just like some people said it was anxiety uh which could possibly be something I'd be involving anxious. that but <laughs> i mean regardless it's very scary uh but prayers up to him uh but hopefully he should be okay yeah. All right. Uh, Lamar Jackson, who missed a game last week with the ankle injury, set to practice. Miles Garrett, Bears defensive end. Uh, he's got a groin injury, questionable. If they Miles want a chance Garrett. at the playoffs, I did not know Miles Garrett was on the Bears. Did I say Bears? Yeah. I'm at the Browns. Yeah. Uh, Close enough. Bad, everybody. Um, <laughs> with the Bears, Jakeem Grant. Yeah. Heard. 
Tell concussion. Me. That sucks. To tack McKinley from the Browns also carted off the field. Um, they said torn Achilles out for the year, right? Yeah. Um, I feel like there was one more big one. Abram. Yeah. Your guy. Dislocated shoulder. Uh, MRI incoming, uh, but no news as of right now. Yeah. And uh, of course, the big ones in Tampa Bay, Chris Godwin, torn ACL out for the year. Leonard Fournette, hamstring injury on the IR. So um, this is tough, guys. I mean, I, I thought we would finally get some uh, some clarity here on which teams would uh, take a leap. And we don't yet because <laughs> more guys are hurt. Yep. But anyways, we'll, we'll keep it moving on uh, with some college football. Bowl games are going on. Not a lot of interesting games, but uh, we got the games that are interesting here for you. We'll start it off with Liberty taking down Eastern Michigan 56 to 20 in the Lending Tree Bowl. Uh, this one was interesting because Malik Willis, NFL prospect quarterback, played. He had five touchdowns, 230 yards in the air. This guy's arm is so strong. And... Uh, I will be talking about him later here for sure. Uh, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm just so interested. I, I see guys like Todd McShay compare him to Steve McNair. And obviously I'm not ready to do that yet based on what I've seen, but he's a very interesting player. And I think the only other game we're talking about uh, is the tail greeter, not Gator tail greeter cure bowl. Uh, interesting name choice there. Uh, Coastal Carolina beats Northern Illinois 47 to 41. Uh, Grayson McCall, Coastal Carolina quarterback. He's eligible this year as a redshirt sophomore quarterback, uh, but I think he's going to stay in school one more year. He had 315 yards and four touchdowns. Two of those to Isaiah Likely, tight end from Coastal, who is going to the draft. Going to be an interesting guy. Um, Northern Illinois, who won the MAC this year. Um, just a pretty fun game to watch. You know, nothing crazy uh, here other than that. Uh, and again, uh, you know, there's not a lot of great bowl games for next week either. So I won't talk about any of them. But the week after that, especially New Year's, you guys know we'll be previewing all those games once again. And uh, one little thing I want to end off halftime with is going to be my mock draft 2.0. Actually, maybe 3.0. But uh, I did this quickly right before the show. I want to talk about my top 10 picks. Maybe some notables and some quarterbacks, your favorite team. So we'll start off. Uh, Jacksonville right now has got the number one pick. I've been taking Kayvon Thibodeau, edge from Oregon. Um, I know there's some some talk with Hutchinson, but I think Thibodeau's got to be the guy, especially if it's Jacksonville. Uh, number two is the Lions. They're taking Hutchinson from Michigan. I think Hutchinson does go number one if the Lions have the number one pick. So the Lions aren't complaining here. Number three, the Houston Texans. I've been taking Kyle Hamilton, safety from Notre Dame. Maybe a little high for a safety here, but um, the Texans are a team that are going to take best player available. It's not a quarterback, not this draft class. Um, and Kyle Hamilton is uh, a special man. The Texans are just going to be trying to find whatever they can. Uh, number four, New York Jets. I've been taking George Karlaftis, edge rusher from Purdue. Um, our defense is so bad right now. And I think you can get decent secondary members through free agency and trade a little easier. So I'm not spending the fourth overall pick on Derek Stingley. I don't like him that much. So Karloff is here. Uh, number five, New York Giants. I haven't taken Kenny Pickett, the quarterback from Pitt. First one off the board. I think uh, 
some team is going to fall in love with Kenny Pickett just because he's so unique and accurate and NFL ready compared to some of these other guys. Uh, so I have the Giants taking him. And the Giants also have the sixth pick. They're going to take Ikem Ekwanu, offensive lineman from NC State. Tough one to say, but I think I nailed it there. He could play left <laughs> tackle, right tackle, guard. Um, I think he could be the first offensive lineman taken here. The Giants have no offensive line that's healthy, at least right now. Number seven, the Carolina Panthers. They're going to take Matt Corral. They miss out on some of these defensive guys, so they're going to say, screw it. We don't like any of the linemen here. Let's take Matt Corral. And maybe he has to sit for a year, but that's our guy. Number eight, the New York Jets. Once again, I got us taking Evan Neal. They don't uh, trade up again here, Evan Neal balls to him. I don't think he's necessarily going to be dropping in stock. Um, I just think teams could trade up for quarterbacks here. So Evan Neal would be the odd man out. Uh, could teach him to play right tackle. Could move Mekhi Becton. We just need any type of offensive line. Number nine, Atlanta Falcons. A lot of buzz about uh, Mr. Jordan from Georgia. What's Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, thank you. Sorry, uh, but the, the big DT. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I have David Ajabo here. Oh, Jabo. I feel like this type of length and speed at the edge position, uh, you can't pass on it. They tried it with Tack McKinley, Vic Beasley in the past. Didn't work. They're going to try one more time with Ajabo. Number 10, the first of the Eagles picks, Derek Stingley Jr. I feel like this is a guy they really want, um, and he's going to fall to them here. I guess some other notables we'll talk about. The Broncos, I haven't taken Carson Strong. Maybe a reach, but I think it's a perfect fit for the Broncos. Um, The Raiders, Kyle, Kenyon Green, the guard from Texas A&M. This is more of a best player available depth pick for you guys. I know you've been moving guys around the offensive line and this guy can play pretty much anywhere on the offensive line. Uh, Steelers. I have them taking Malik Willis quarterback from Liberty. Pretty interesting story there. And well, I guess I'll tell you the last pick of the first round green Bay, at least for now I didn't make, uh, I used uh, the DraftNetwork.com. very quick. I like those guys, George Pickens, wide receiver, Georgia. Um, I don't know if he's going to come out this year, but if he does, I feel like a team like Green Bay will snag him. Yeah, I mean, a first-round wide receiver would be pretty weird for the Packers to take, yeah. especially because they didn't <laughs> take one the whole time. Aaron mm-hmm. Rodgers has been there, and likely the year that he leaves, uh, as Skyler said, will be the year that they take one. With that being said, though, halftime is done. Let's talk about every starting quarterback <laughs> yeah. uh, in 2022. This is the main event. I would say, and I have 17 guys that I know for sure are not leaving. Uh, so we can kind of skip those teams. Let me say those guys now. And if you guys have any objections, yeah, uh, chime in, obviously. Buffalo, Josh Allen. Jets, uh, Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Patriots, Mac Jones. Baltimore, Lamar Jackson. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow. Colts, uh, Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, Tennessee, Tannehill, Kansas City, Mahomes, Chargers, Herbert, Dallas, Dak, Philly, Hertz, Chicago, Fields, Minnesota, Kirk, mm-hmm. uh, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady, Arizona, Kyler, Rams, Stafford, and that's it. 
The okay. rest of them are a little bit up in the air, uh, depending on what you want to do. Uh, some of them are more clear than others, uh, yeah. but nonetheless, not 100% lockdown is my opinion. So start with the team. Let's start with, you guys want to go NFC first or AFC first? Go AFC first. AFC first. Let's go to the East. The one team that we don't know is Miami. All right. I still have Tua here. I, I feel like he's been pretty good. You know, I, obviously, you know, the numbers say he's good. He's the most accurate quarterback in the NFL right now over the past eight weeks. And I think that's going to be enough to keep. It I up. also have uh, Tua staying in Miami. I do not have Tua staying in Miami. I talked about this last week uh, when we talked about where Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing football in 2022. And I think he becomes a Florida man, just like Tom Brady and goes to Miami. Uh, and we just actually got some more injury news. Oh, uh, Levante David linebacker, star linebacker for the bucks is expected to miss the rest of the regular season uh, after a foot injury suffered in Sunday night against the saints. Wow. Uh, team is hopeful. He'll be back for the postseason, but nonetheless, that's a pretty big injury. Nonetheless. Uh, yeah. I say too fucking much. It's all right. It's all right. Man. Uh, but nonetheless, no, uh, <laughs> uh, next team talking about is going to be Cleveland. Cleveland. All right. I am also keeping Baker Mayfield here. We've talked about it uh, in the past. I think he lucks out in a pretty weak quarterback draft class and free agency. And this man's going to get paid by Cleveland. You know, he's the best quarterback they've had. If you've seen the commercial since Bernie Kosar. <laughs> sure. All right. This is my first, my first big one. I'd say this actually might be the biggest one of all of them. I have Russell Wilson as the quarterback for Cleveland next year. I think Cleveland understands they are a good team and Baker won't be the guy that takes them to the end, but they understand Russell Wilson might be. So they throw some draft capital. Seattle's ready to move on. Pete Carroll's most likely out. They move on from Russ. Russ finds his way to Cleveland. That would be interesting to to see. Nonetheless, Uh, I think Cleveland uh, what they should do is not stick with Baker, but what they will do yeah. is uh, the quarterback for situation in Cleveland has obviously been very, very shaky within the last 20 years. Uh, they have like had 32 starting quarterbacks within the last like 27 years or something crazy like that. Uh, and they realize that, hey, Baker isn't that bad. He might not be the best guy, but he's our guy. They lock him up for a couple years, maybe not for five years, but for two or three, I think makes sense. And Cleveland keeps their former number one pick in Baker Mayfield. That then takes us to Pittsburgh with Big Ben's retirement uh, likely happening. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh's going to need a new quarterback. Yeah, I have him taking Malik Willis here. I think it's a great fit. He's got a strong arm. It's good for the uh, AFC North, you know, in a rising division. Um, and I, I feel like we should go back to this like right when the season ends just to clear some stuff up, especially for me, because I feel like Malik Willis wouldn't be a week one starter. I just haven't looked enough at possible backup quarterbacks who would get that week one nod for Pittsburgh, you know, but Malik Willis, I haven't getting drafted by the Steelers. I also have Pittsburgh with Malik Willis, but I do have a starter for them. Cause like Scott said, I don't think Malik Willis. I have Teddy Bridgewater going to Good Pittsburgh. One. He'll probably, I don't know how long he might start a full season. 
depending on how he plays. Because I, I like Teddy, but Malik Willis will be in the wings waiting for his opportunity. All right. Uh, with Miami getting Aaron Rodgers, that obviously takes Tua's job and kind of throws it into some something else. Uh, and I think Pittsburgh takes a chance on Tua. I feel like Tua is a kind of similar quarterback to Big Ben and his ability to get the ball out quick. Uh, the guy's in very short routes, and he's very accurate in getting it to those those guys in short routes. Uh, and Pittsburgh takes a chance on him. Maybe they cough up a little bit too much. Uh, but no, I'm fuck. I was gonna say it again. Hey, keep keep doing what you do. No, I was I just, like just pointing it out. I don't just, like I'll... it. I don't like it. Uh, Tua goes to Pittsburgh and helps them kind of just be the exact same team that they have been for the last few years. That then takes us to a very interesting AFC South, with the first one being Houston. What do they got going on over there? All right, Houston. I think Davis Mills stays there. I think that is a pretty cool story. I like Davis Mills. Uh, He's not been bad this year. But I'm going to have a little slash next to his name with Nick Foles slated as the week one starter. I feel like this is a team that, um, I mean, it it could be a pretty wide open division next year. Um, And I feel like they want to have a vet on the staff just in case. Something crazy that wide open. Yeah, I think Houston's going to need a little bit more than a quarterback. However, I do have them getting a quarterback. I have them getting Baker because in my situation, I have obviously Russell Wilson going to Cleveland. Houston Baker in Texas quarter- would be cool. Yeah, so he goes he, – I believe he was a Texas – he played high school in Texas, I believe. And went to Texas and Tech. Texas Tech, then to Oklahoma. But Baker goes back to Texas, to Houston. I, I'm not sh- – to be honest, I don't really know why. I just thought it kind of might be a fit. Houston's not a great team. They don't get a great quarterback, but they get a guy who can kind of hold them over till they're ready to put all, together all their early draft picks that they're going to accumulate over the next few seasons. Yeah, I am actually going to go off Davis Mills here as well. I think none of the QBs really entice Houston enough to take them with their high pick. If they're GM is smart, I think they wait another year. They suck again. And, uh, and draft a high QB Try next year, Bryce. whether that's Stroud or they could possibly even get Bryce Young, whatever it may be. Uh, they stick with Mills. And one thing to notice here, no Deshaun Watson in that slot for Houston. So his time in Houston looks like it's coming to an end. And all three of Let's our get out of the way. I don't think he's playing anywhere next year. I do have uh, him on a team. I, I do have him on a team as okay. well. Uh, rest of the AFC South, we have Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, and Tannehill. Yeah. Uh, and then that takes us to the West, the very interesting Denver job. Denver, I have Carson Strong there. Again, it's probably going to be some kind of backup there starting for Carson Strong. But, hey, I have him drafted 13th overall. So uh, throw him in there. Denver was a team that brought in Peyton Manning uh, towards the end of his career. Oh, boy. <laughs> and they won a Super Bowl. They brought in, brought in a legend. They won a Super Bowl. John Elway, he's going to see a legend out there that might be looking to move teams. I have Denver bringing in Aaron Rodgers. I think Denver is actually a very good team. Solid defense. A lot of young guys in the secondary. Two really good backs. And in my opinion, an underrated receiving core. They need some work on the O and D-line, especially with Von Miller. But you bring in Aaron Rodgers, that's, that's a team that could – 
could be a really good team. I don't know if they're as good as the Chiefs. I don't know if they're as good as the Chargers. But when you have Aaron Rodgers, you can go all the way any given season. And I think John Elway looks to make that move. Denver isn't even as good as the Raiders, man. Come on. <laughs> I mean, fuck. With Aaron Rodgers, they would be. <laughs> it's Denver, bro. It's fucking Denver. It's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but with that being said, Denver has had a lot of uncertainty ever since they won that Super Bowl uh, in Santa Clara uh, with Peyton Manning, obviously. Since then, they've had a QB carousel uh, taking multiple uh, quarterbacks high in the draft, Paxton Lynch, uh, Drew Locke as well. And I think they say, screw it. We are not dealing with that rookie QB process again. And they go ahead and trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, besides that, though, the rest of their team sucks. They go 0-16 and then they uh, get spanned. Or 0-17 and they get spanned <laughs> from the, the NFL uh, because Denver sucks. Uh, the other AFC West team that has a little bit uncertainty I don't think it has as much as what Raider fans make it out to be. Uh, and that's the Raiders, obviously. All right. Uh, this is a trade I've talked about a couple times with oh Kyle. Oh, my God. You're and actually gonna, doing this. I'm going to throw it in here for the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh. Matt Ryan's starting for the Raiders next year. Hey, yo. Ex- explain a little bit. You're, you're, when we get I, to the- I, haven't, I haven't heard this one. <laughs> it's, it's a little crazy. Okay. So... <laughs> Obviously, Atlanta would like to move on from Matt Ryan, but it's hard. Not a lot of teams have the cap space. You know, the Raiders are one of those teams. And I know Kyle's rolling his eyes aggressively. Well, why why, why right would a new head coach want Matt Ryan? As because they also get a first-round pick. You need – that's like – you get a first-round pick and that's it then. It's, it's, I'm assuming Carr is going back to Atlanta yes. then, right? Okay. Yes. Yeah, I'm not buying that one. You're not buying it? All right. No, I, I have Derek Carr as the Vegas quarterback. I, I don't think he goes anywhere. Right. I do as well. Uh, I think the he- next head coach, uh, whoever it is, if it's Eberflutes, it's Eberflutes. If it's uh, Biennemi, it's Biennemi. Or Tim if Caldwell. it's some fucking bum <laughs> uh, that gives us the same result that we've had the last 20 years, and it is that same bum that we've had the last 20 years. But it'd be stupid for the Raiders to let go of Derek Carr. Uh, and if they do, then they do, but you better at least get back two first round picks in my opinion. Uh, and that takes us through the AFC because chargers and chiefs are not doing anything yeah. with their guys, obviously to the NFC side of the ball. Now takes a very interesting job. I think Skeller said this pick in his, uh, mock draft and that's the New York yeah. giants. Yeah. I have Kenny Pickett here. Uh, I think he actually is one of the guys that could start week one out of this draft class. Uh, I think the Giants could be in, you know, the race for a Russell Wilson guy, but I don't have him going anywhere here. And I, I guess I just, you know, gave away my pick. So sorry. But, and, it, you know, could be a veteran here. I didn't think of anyone. Kenny Pickett. I think it's time to move on from Danny. I, uh, I didn't have Pickett starting anywhere, but I could definitely see Pickett getting drafted by the Giants. But I actually think Danny Dimes has done enough when he's healthy this year to get one more year. I personally I personally like Danny Dimes. I don't think he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback, but I, I definitely think he's a top thirty two quarterback in this league. New York's got that pressure though. He's a good you know? athlete and I I, I mean the the one the one thing could be because I'm assuming New York's gonna hire a new coach uh. if 
if that coach likes Danny Dimes or not, it's probably going to determine a lot about what happens. It could be a rookie. It could be Dimes. But I don't see them bringing in a veteran. So I think it will be one of those two routes. I don't think Danny Dimes stays in New York. Uh, I do think, at least for the first part of the year, they stick with the QB that they currently have on their roster, though. Uh, and their opening week starter is Jake Fromm. I think he's actually going to do pretty well in the rest of the season for them. I hope he starts. Uh, he actually, I, I know it was one or two drives with, with um in this past game against the Cowboys, but he, he looked level-headed. He looked calm in the pocket. Uh, and I think, at least for the first few weeks, New York's going to be like, yeah, why not? We'll, we'll run him out there for the next, uh, for the start of the year. Wouldn't be upset. I do think they take a QB, and that QB is going to be Desmond Ritter. Uh, my favorite quarterback in college right now because big Cincy fan, obviously. Uh, and Desmond Ritter's my guy, and it's going to be New York's guy here pretty soon. Uh, we have Philly sticking with Hertz, and now that takes us to the Washington football team. Mm. By the time this quarterback makes his first start, he, that team will most likely not be the Washington football team. Who yeah. is their pick? I think Henneke will stay on a, a kind of prove-it deal. But uh, I have Teddy Bridgewater slated here as the starter. Ryan Fitzpatrick is not coming back. I think that would be crazy if he did. And they don't have anybody else. They're not going to feel comfortable starting Kyle Allen unless everyone has COVID. So uh, I have Teddy Bridgewater. The Niners are in a position where they got to get rid of this offseason. I think this is a team that makes sense. I think you could probably, I think eventually Jimmy will probably get traded for a second rounder. Maybe a first just with how weak this draft class is, but I think that's wishful thinking as a Niner fan. I'm probably more in the second or third uh, pick range. But I think Jimmy starts next year and they draft uh, Corral to be behind him. But, I mean, Jimmy's only going to have one year left on his contract once he gets traded, I believe. So Washington can kind of take him, evaluate after years, see if they want to keep him, you know, give him another two, three-year deal, or if they want to hand, hand the keys over to Corral. I uh, am also going with Corral in this one. I don't think Heineke is at that point anymore where he, he is going to be the QB that gets another starting contract. Uh, maybe he's on this team. Uh, maybe he starts the first couple games, but Matt Corral is going to be the starter and the QB of the future. Maybe they trade up for him. Maybe they don't. Uh, we'll see how that unfolds with pre-draft workouts, combine, whatnot. Uh, but Washington is going to have Matt Corral as their starting quarterback, in my opinion, next year. That takes us to the NFC North. Uh, we have Justin Fields being the Chicago Bears starting quarterback. And then there is the Detroit Lions. I'm pretty mm. sure we all have the same guy here. Tim Boyle. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's Goff. Goff earns it, man. Yeah, I think Goff earned I'm it Goff. as well. I, I, yeah. think Goff, I think Goff is underrated. I, I think he got screwed, but yeah. I, I think Goff should be their quarterback. High expectations. Maybe not the yeah. number one pick hype, but still a decent player hype for sure. Uh, and that takes us to Green Bay, mm-hmm. where I had no Aaron Rodgers, uh, obviously, because he was going to Miami in my my uh, fictional mind or whatever. Scenario. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, but then that takes us to the next QB. Who is it? Yeah. There? I have Jordan Love starting here. I don't think Aaron Rodgers leaves. I think he retires. I think he's done. He's probably going to be fulfilled. Uh, unlike, you know, if you listen to uh, the man of the arena interviews with Tom Brady. He's like, man, if I went 17 and no, I could have just retired right there. Cause you know, I, I would have done everything. I feel like Aaron Rodgers is going to be chilling after this year. 
Jordan Love. I have Love as well. Uh, I, I kind of forgot about Heineke when doing this list, so I'm trying mm-hmm. to like figure out where I'd slot him in. I could see him maybe going to Green Bay as a backup-type role, maybe possible starter, depending on what they see from Love, what they get out of Love. But right now, I have Love as the slotted starter week one. Uh, I also have Jordan Love. I don't know if he's going to be the best quarterback, uh, but he's going to be a decent quarterback in this league, and at least for next year, uh, Jordan Love will be Green Bay's quarterback. There you go. And then Minnesota, uh, I think we all have Kirk, but I yeah. also have him drafting a QB, uh, and that is Malik Willis. I think he, out of any guy in this draft, is going to be the, the person that needs the year. Uh, of time before he can actually play in this league and Kirk Cousins being there with him being as good as he has been this year, I think gives Minnesota some time to, to say, Hey, what do we want to do with Kirk? What, what do we want to do with this new young QB? And uh, Kirk maybe doesn't have the longevity in him. Uh, Malik Willis would offer that to them and some, some dynamic ability. If you, if you wanted to have that in your offense, it then takes us to the South uh, where we talk about Atlanta first. Uh, Derek Carr. I don't, I don't think Atlanta is in a position to be able to move on from Matt Ryan, given the contract. I don't think anyone, including the Raiders, are stupid enough to take the contract. So I think Matt Ryan is, unfortunately for him, kind of stuck in Atlanta. Uh, I mean, I don't know how unfortunate it is because he is getting paid like $50 million a year. Uh, and I'd, I think I'd take $50 million a year if I was Matt Ryan to get sacked 50 times in a season uh, and throw to Russell Cage. Uh, but I do have Matt Ryan being there. I also have him taking a QB. I don't know if he starts at all. I don't know if he plays at all. Uh, and that's Carson Strong. Uh, I really don't know how good he is going to be in the NFL. I've actually heard some reports that he does not do jack shit during practice. Uh, so we'll see how that pans out. But uh, Carson Strong goes to Atlanta, doesn't start, but is on the roster, obviously. Then to Carolina. All right. I have him drafting Matt Corral. I think uh, they don't really have much else over there. You know, maybe you want to throw Sam Darnold out there if Corral isn't ready. But if Corral isn't more ready than Sam Darnold week one, then there's a problem. Deshaun Watson is the quarterback of the Carolina Panthers week one next year. This is one of the teams that has been, you you've heard the name mentioned. You've heard Miami, Carolina, uh, Denver was in there for a while, but this is the one team that I've heard still was poking around come trade deadline. I think they make the move. I think Matt rule realizes he's on the hot seat. I think he gets another year and I think he looks to make a splash. He brings in Sean Watson Pairs them with DJ Moore, pairs them with hopefully a healthy Christian McCaffrey, and they look to do damage in, I mean, besides Tampa, which isn't an over, is an underwhelming division besides Tampa. I have Carolina drafting a new QB. Uh, I think they probably stick with Sam Darnold the first couple weeks, but they also take Kenny Pickett. Skyler likes him. The whole NFL mm-hmm. is starting to like him as well. Uh, and I like the fixed slide, and I like his potential in Carolina especially with that very yes, weird sir. offense. CMC stays healthy. It's going to be a pretty good team next year. Uh, we'll do a couple more, obviously. Uh, next one is New Orleans. Yeah, I think Jameis has earned that second contract. He played amazing before his injury. 
The issue here, though, is that he probably won't be ready. You know, we've seen uh, new styles of ACL injuries where you can be ready in half a year instead of a year and a half. And they start to become more popular in the NFL. So, you know, obviously Taysom Hill is on the roster. He's going to be there for a while. Um, so I think that's a potential candidate. Also have him slashed with another young quarterback. And I know Kyle has him, so I'll let you do the reveal because you gave me the idea. But I think it's a pretty good fit. Go ahead. Awesome. Uh, I'll go, let go first. Okay, I'll go. Oh, sorry. Um, I, I, I also have Jameis, but I think Taysom probably starts week one because of injury. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is another guy I could see fitted here. I have him going to the Washington football team right now, but I know that's a team that supposedly had interest and would maybe consider making a move for Jimmy. But I don't think, I don't think Jimmy's a up, upgrade over Jameis, especially if you can get him on a cheaper contract. So. New Orleans probably does stick with Jameis if he is healthy week one. Uh, I do think they take a QB in the draft. Uh, like Skyler said, he kind of got his pick from mine. Uh, and that is Sam Howell. I think he's probably going to be the best quarterback out of this class. Something about him. I just, you just have certain senses about guys. And that's, this is one of the guys that you yep, have. I had one about, about Josh Rosen. Uh, well, good thing. <laughs> that was not my dead sense. on bro. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I think Sam Howell is going to be great in this league. That was a really, are you looking at Cooper cups catch? Yeah. That was a pretty nice catch. Uh, and Sam Howell, yeah, next quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, or at least their future quarterback, will be uh, Mr. Howell from UNC. All right, just a couple more teams to go here. Uh, Tampa Bay sticks with Tom Brady, obviously. Yep. Arizona sticks with Kyler with the Rams, so we'll have a couple more years with Matt Stafford. That takes us to San Francisco. And Skyler, who do you got? I have Trey Lance starting week one. I didn't have... Uh, Jimmy G going anywhere else. Maybe I, well, we definitely need to, you know, have a finalized version of this maybe when the season's over, but for now, Trey Lance should be starting. I have Trey Lance starting as well. I think Jimmy, I think we kind of have to get rid of Jimmy just with how the cap is, how this whole situation's played out. I think Trey Lance has to be the starter next year. Kyle Shanahan is too in love with Jimmy Garoppolo and he's going to give him another year. Uh, whether he sits as long as Aaron Rodgers did in green Bay or as long as Jordan love did in green Bay as well. Uh, <laughs> I think it's going to happen. Jimmy G's a week one starter. I don't know how long he'll start. Maybe he'll have a shorter leash with them, but uh, I think Shanahan just wants, wants to have his guy and his guy is uh is Garoppolo, in my opinion. It then takes us to our last team, and that's Seattle. Seattle, I still have Russell Wilson there. Um, For this scenario, I think it's very possible he goes somewhere else. I also think it's even more possible that he sticks around throughout his contract because that's just the type of person he is. Um, But I do think Pete Carroll gets fired and could shake some things. Not fired, sorry, retires. So that could Mm. shake some things up. Mm. Seattle was the last one I did, and Seattle is also the one team I have. I had no clue, really. Um, you know I, had, I had Wilson leaving. So what I did is I put Mariota dash Tyrod dash Ritter dash Heineke dash Geno Smith. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, I think I'd go Tyrod Taylor. Uh, I, I think 
he's a quarterback that fits their system. He's going to be a free agent. I think he's an upgrade to Gino, who they'll already have on their roster. But I think all those quarterbacks could make sense in some sort of way in Seattle with Russell Wilson going to Cleveland. I have Russell Wilson staying in Seattle for one more year. I think it's going to be an abysmal season for them. They're going to suck. Uh, And then Russ is going to realize after this next season that, hey, I probably shouldn't be here. And it goes and leaves in 2023. Let's go to the awards now after getting through all the team's quarterbacks. And uh, we'll start with comeback player of the year. I have two Bosa, one Dak. Do you guys have the same? Yes. I do have the same. Awesome. Uh, takes us to coach of the year. Then I have number two being, or I guess runner up, Matt Lafleur. My runner up is going to be Frank Reich. Uh, I'd honorable mention Frank Reich, runner up Lafleur. So similar thought process. Right. My coach of the year is Bill. My coach of the year is Lafleur. I think he upstages Mr. Bill. Mm. I, I also have Bill. Yep. Good old. Good old, uh, I don't even know what Bill. Uh, football Billy? How about cut off, that one? Cut off hoodie Bill. Exactly. Uh, on to defensive rookie of the year now. My runner-up is going to be Pat Sertain still, or Sertain. All right, I'm going to change it up. I got Jalen Phillips from Miami, both Miamis, actually. Um, he's been great this year. He's number two in sacks, rookies, right behind my number one. I have Sertain as well, been really good the past few weeks in particular. I know he had two weeks or two picks a couple weeks ago. I think he slated in that number two spot. My number one, and I think everybody's number one, it's going to be unanimous at this point, and that's Michael Parsons. Yes. Correct. That then goes to Offensive Rookie of the Year, where I have Jamar Chase as my number two. Najee Harris. I know he got shut down by Tennessee a little bit, but uh, I still like him over Chase. I'm going to do this a little bit different. I, you, you guys will see when I get to my number one why, but at number two, I have Mac Jones. Mac Jones. Interesting. Uh, number one, I do have Mac Jones. I know he played very shitty this past week, but I feel like that's just how things work. When you, uh, you do the offensive rookie of the year, you give it to a quarterback. I agree. I'm surprised he hasn't had a week like this sooner. I, I think Mac Jones probably will win the award, but at my number one, I'm not Creed Humphreys. I think he's been the best offensive rookie. Okay. And just because he's an offensive lineman, he's not going to get the love. He's not going to win the award, but I wanted to give him a little spotlight here. Yeah, he's definitely like been it. one of the best centers in the, the NFL this year. Not just, uh, not just best rookies, but one of the best centers in general. Let's go to Defensive Player of the Year now, where my number two and runner-up is uh, J.C. Jackson slash Trayvon Diggs. That number 10 pick is pretty big. I know he's given up a lot of yards. But if you force 10 turnovers in a season, that's pretty crazy. I still have Miles Garrett. If he misses next week and the week after, things could change. But I, I can't move him down. He's been so great this year. It's like the only bright spot for uh, Cleveland so far. I have Diggs at number two with those 10 picks. I, I have Garrett, Bosa, and Quinn falling a bit short. My number one uh, is TJ Watts. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I think he's definitely the guy that deserves it the most here. He's been my pick for pretty much all of the year at this point now. Yeah, I mean, the man's been hurt, and he's still got, what, 17 and a half sacks so far this year? Crazy. I have TJ Watt as well. Offensive player of the year, uh, our last award before we get to the big one in MVP. Uh, my number two is Jonathan Taylor. What? Yeah. Okay. My number two is Cooper Cup. I have Cooper Cup at number two as well. I have Cooper Cup at number one. Uh, I think his season is... I know, I know, I know, and you'll you'll see where I have Jonathan Taylor in MVP. But offensive player, I feel like just the awards, or not the awards, but the record. I understand what you're that, doing. Yeah. That cup is going to break are going to be more substantial than the records uh, that Jonathan Taylor might break. So, yeah, number one, I got I got Jonathan Taylor. Then, yeah. Then we go to MVP. Do you guys have any honorable mentions for this one? No. We're doing top five for MVP, right? Or just top three? Uh, top five. Uh, okay, yeah, I got two. I got Justin Herbert and uh, Kyler Murray, honorable mentions. I do not have any honorable mentions. I also don't have a couple of the other ones as well uh, because I feel like it's pretty clear what it is now. Who is your number five, Skyler? Number five, I'm going to go with Cooper Cup. Uh, feel like we shouldn't forget about him. He's been pretty unstoppable. Uh, number five, I got Patty Mahomes. Seems like he hasn't been here a lot of the year, but he's found his way back into this race the past couple weeks. Yeah, I do not have a number five. My number four, uh, if I were to have one, would be Patrick Mahomes. My number four is Patrick Mahomes. Uh, he's been pretty, you know, quietly destroying defenses this year. That's yeah. pretty much what you were saying, Brett, right? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, my number four is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup's a good one. Uh, then the number three, after a very shitty week and being shut out for the first time in 15 years, a guy that moves down two spots is Tom Brady. Number three, also Tom Brady. Terrible week, but just one game. It's not yeah. out of the race. Mm-hmm. Number three, I got Jonathan Taylor. Good week, but I just couldn't quite put him ahead of the top two guys quite yet. But, I mean... I have Brady ahead of him. Brady has another one of those weeks. I'm sure Taylor jumps him. For me, Aaron Rodgers is moving up to number two now. Uh, gets that runner-up spot after Tom Brady's bad week. And Aaron Rodgers, pretty damn good week. I think Kyle took a peek at my notes before we started because I got Aaron Rodgers at number two as well. Uh, number two, I do not have Aaron Rodgers. I have Tom Brady. <laughs> And then number one, even though he doesn't get Offensive Player of the Year, Jonathan Taylor is my MVP. My MVP is also Jonathan Taylor. Uh, he's been the most valuable out of everybody. You know, Indianapolis sitting at around 500, and this guy just decides to take over the league. And now they have eight, nine wins. They just destroyed, not destroyed, but ran all over New England. I like it. Number one, I have Aaron Rodgers. He gets the back-to-back. Yeah. That gets us through. Where's your head at? Now we get to our bets and we can get on out of here. Uh, Brett wasn't here last week, so we only have me and Skyler's bets. Layups last week. I got mine right. Took in the Taking the early line when I saw the Browns started to get COVID. I had Raiders plus three against Cleveland, and that did hit. And then Skyler had Green Bay minus four and a half versus Baltimore. Tyler Hunley did not run that touchdown in with a couple seconds left. Uh, then... 
This would not have hit. I had it at green. Rogers got the ball back with three minutes left up by seven, and I highlighted it green. I forgot uh, about it. And now it's red because Green Bay only won by one point. Uh, it takes us to this week, though, and I'm picking Green Bay now, minus seven versus Cleveland. I don't think Cleveland gets all of your guys back for, from COVID, even if they do. It's guys that haven't practiced with the team that much within the last two weeks, and uh, Green Bay, I think, is going to stomp all over them in Lambeau. All right. I got the Jets minus two and a half against Jacksonville. I feel like barring some crazy COVID outbreak, uh, this should be a pretty easy game for the Jets. I think Jacksonville is the worst team by far in the NFL. I would never advise anyone to bet on the Jets for any listeners out there, but maybe it makes sense this week. I, I didn't like a lot of picks this week. I'm going Miami plus three and a half versus New Orleans. Not really liking what I'm seeing out of Tismo as a thrower of the ball. I think if they let him run more, this team would be better. Miami's won, I don't know how many straight. Didn't look great last week, but I think they bounced back. Play a good New Orleans defense, but I think they cover that three and a half. And then we go to our picks uh, for bold predictions. I had Houston over Jacksonville and Skyler, I guess. Oh, mine hit. Uh, Skyler, I guess, changed his? I, I don't really know. I did. So I I originally had uh, Washington over Philly. That was before we found out all the players weren't playing. So I decided to change it to the University of Texas, San Antonio over San Diego State. And but this turns out last week. Yeah, turns out this game is going on right now. So Skyler's an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> we'll just scrap Skyler's pick. Uh, or that? we could keep it at Washington. I will go zero for zero. Because you took it off Washington. How about that? All right. All right. Uh, and then we go to this week uh, where I have the Giants over Philadelphia. Philly is a 10-point favorite right now. Uh, but I believe in Jake Fromm. Like I said earlier, I think he's going to be the opening week starter for the Giants next year. And I like what I saw from him in his one drive against the Cowboys last Sunday. Yeah, I'm going with the Titans over the San Francisco 49ers. Sorry, Brett. Um, But there's one thing Tennessee does very well. It's stopping the run. Uh, Najee Harris had, I think, 18 yards against their defense last week. And they did blow it. But I think they get revenge here in San Francisco. All right, this week I got Detroit winning back-to-back. I did not know Jared Goff has COVID, and if he doesn't play, this won't happen. But if he does, uh, and I think Swift comes back this week, and I think Detroit wins their second in a row versus Atlanta, who I think is just awful after watching them this week. Yeah, man. If Detroit wasn't eliminated from the playoffs, they'd be a sleeper playoff team right now, man. They got everything working in their favor. Jared Goff's playing like the MVP okay. uh, last week. All but right. <laughs> with that being said, one last time. Uh, well, no, I say nonetheless. Yeah. I was saying nonetheless. Uh-huh. And so I did kind of switch it up. I feel like I've said that a lot too. Uh, that's going to do it for episode 67. It's been a pretty fun episode. Obviously, that quarterback talk is always fun to do. It's all about the future. Exactly. It's always all about the future. Can't really talk about the past uh, with that being fun because you can't make anything up. But when you talk about the future, yeah. you can make everything up. That's exactly what we did. What about, uh, never mind, I won't say it on here. Uh, <laughs> so next week, we'll be previewing bowl games, reviewing the week of football, week 16. And hopefully, we'll get some more teams clinching playoff spots. 
We should get more Cross teams them off the list. playoff spots. Yeah. Uh, we should get some teams being out of playoff spots as well. Uh, hopefully we get some MLB news because we haven't seen any really actual MLB news during the lockout, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but I expect to not really hear anything until at least February. And yeah, it's kind of where we sit right now. All right. Any uh, closing notes for anybody? Uh, I ain't got anything, man. I got nothing. See you guys next week. Go Jets. Later.